Are there friends from your past that you no longer speak with because of a conflict between you? I get it. It's tough to maintain relationships over many years. Now, this is Tuesday, September 12th, and we're in this final week of our study of discipleship, this lengthy teaching of Jesus between John chapter 13 and John chapter 17. Now, it's true, sometimes the smallest disagreement can derail what you've enjoyed for years, leaving you wondering, what just happened? Why can't we move forward with our friendship? What looms so large that we can't get past it? Now, it's true that there were significant disagreements during the time of the early church. The Apostle Paul once had to confront Peter because of a deep theological disagreement. The two healed their rift, but they might have easily gone in different directions. Paul also had a disagreement with Barnabas, and they did go in different directions. Now, this week, we're looking at the last section of Jesus' high priestly prayer, as recorded here in the Gospel of John. Here's our text for today, John chapter 17, verse 22 to 23. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Now, there's a theme in the ending of Jesus' prayer that we've heard popping up a number of times. Unity. Jesus prays that his followers would be one as he and the Father are one. What Jesus is praying for is more than the coming together we see in associations or clubs. He says this unity is like the very unity that is found in the Godhead. Paul explains this unity in a number of places in his letters. For example, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 11, he says, Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. And elsewhere, he says, There's neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. That's Galatians chapter 3. Now, he's not saying that we cease to have these differences. You will continue to be an American when you come to faith in Jesus, and a man or woman, as the case may be. Although we retain our diversity, these differences are of no account because we are one in Christ. Now, this has a huge impact on the way we see ourselves in the world and in relation to other believers. This is one reason why Granada can be so diverse and yet continue to be one church, why we can worship in English or Spanish or Portuguese and be one fellowship. We are one in Christ. In other words, there is a unity with an obliteration that does not obliterate the natural differences between us. And how can that be possible? Christ is all and is in all, and that's what matters. Now, what this means is that whether we can see it or not, 
Whether we enjoy it or not, we belong to each other. We are members together of the same body. We have one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one Father who is over all. I remember years ago when our elders worked out the multicultural nature of our church based on the gospel, we met with a Bible study group of Spanish speakers. We wanted to get to know them, to learn their longings and desires for fellowship together. And one of the members of that group asked the elders through a translator what we wanted for our church. And that elder explained that it wasn't our church at all. But the church belongs to Jesus, and we needed to discover what Jesus wanted. Here was this beautiful understanding of the love of God in Christ that already made us one. You see, we knew we were one in Christ. We just did not yet understand how we would live out of that truth. We have learned that all of our differences have put on better display the power of the love of Christ for all of us. That's what Jesus praying is praying about. He's saying that the truth of the gospel will be seen as this mutual love is witnessed by those outside the church. Soon after that meeting, our elders were led to begin a formal Spanish ministry with the hopes that the word would grow and we would soon be able to host a worship service in Spanish. And that was the beginning of a movement that continues to this day. It was this decision that also opened the way for the beginning of worship in Portuguese at Granada. As the Brazilian population around Granada had began to grow, this made com- complete sense. Now, just as we began today, it seems easier to be divided than unified. We were told when we moved toward multicultural ministry that it would never work. The cultural differences would be too great. We would not be able to overcome the challenges. And indeed, the critics were partly right. Enjoying a life together is not easy. We have misunderstandings. We have to discover deep prejudice and fears in ourselves along the way. And often it takes time to begin to understand why we approach life the way we do. But we also have Jesus constantly reminding us that we are his and that we are one in him. Conflicts are bound to happen, that we have learned, but the love of Jesus is the surprise. That love covers a multitude of sins. You see, we can learn to love and forgive each other because we see how we have been forgiven. We see all that Jesus has done to redeem us and to give us a future together. And this, along with Jesus praying for us, empowers us to walk together as diverse a people as we are. Let's pray. Lord God, there are days when we wonder how love can prevail. We struggle so. We fail in many ways. Help us to see the log in our own eye so that we do not focus on the speck in our brother or sister's eye. Teach us this oneness in Jesus For in his name we pray, amen.